We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And hi, I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And this is Unveiled, your little black book of weddings. Let's get you guys hitched. Hello, darling. Hello, goldfish. (laughs) Hello. How are we going? Yeah, we're just having a bit of a laugh about Eddie's brain and the fact that he forgets things that he said about 30 seconds ago. It's not bad being a goldfish. (laughs) Gets you out of arguments, that's for sure. Who do we have on today? We've got one of my brides that I shot back in December last year, Chloe. She had her wedding down at Warrawing. Yes. It's hard to pronounce that word. Warrawing. 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 <laughs> down about in Jervis Bay, which is about three hours south of Sydney. Yeah, we're still in fucking Sydney. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, south of Sydney. No, but we're still in, in New, New South, South Wales. Wales. I'm yes. sorry. I, we really need to like break out of the New South Wales we will. We state. Will. <laughs> We're working but on it. One of the topics that we not chat, topics, but questions. One of the questions, sorry, darling, that we <laughs> discuss is table formations at weddings. Mm. So yeah, we I thought we'd just unpack your, this a little bit. Yeah. What do, What do you like? What do you not like, Luce? Yeah. So we thought we'd unpack this a little bit. The question was: They had a sit down dinner with a formation of three long tables and we asked Chloe if they considered any other setup. So Warrowing, for those who haven't been, it the room is kind of shaped as a long, it's a rectangle shape. So I've only ever seen tables sort of stacked short ways and then the bridal table at the front, which is I guess the most common formation that you will see at a lot of weddings. In our case, we had ours was also is quite a rectangle, wasn't Mm, it? At Seacliff, so we had three long tables with the bridal table out the front. But I just kind of wanted to throw a few options out there as to what we've seen, what kind of works, what you might need to consider. But the the biggest thing that I wanted to find out from Chloe was in that formation of three tables, where did she choose to place her and her partner Ben? And so they sat right in the middle of the three tables and at the centre of the middle table. Yes. Yeah. So we've seen quite a few formations in our time. What would be your favourite and most common that you've seen? My favourite would be the one like we discussed. Yeah. Three long tables and the bridal table down the end. And why would you say that? I think you're still with your crew so you can look left and right and still have – good chat with with your people and then you can also look out to all your guests and just really take the reception in and it also i feel like it's a nice setup to w- watch the speeches as well like yeah there's a um, yeah what about you so for those couples that don't like the idea of being looked at by their guests mm. you know because it can feel a little bit like we're at the front look at me yeah, yeah. yep where would you do you have any other alternatives to where couples could place themselves that do work really well because I've seen some good ones but then I've also seen some not so great Mm. ones it really depends on the structure of the actual reception room yes so that's a good one when can like you consider the room right Mm. when you're setting up your tables in what sort of a room would say round separate tables work really well do you feel 
Uh, well, it could work in a few, but I guess you need a squarish, shorter room. But this is this is us just talking off the top of our head. Like I know that well, um, Jasper's in Well, we all know that Barry. you got the ruler out when it came to yeah. measuring the space between each guest at the table. So the seating of your guests is important and people, you know, rack their brains over their mm. table seating charts as well. So I just kind of wanted to give couples a few I guess idea starters Mm. as to where if you're not into that whole bridal table at the front thing, I think what Chloe says being sort of smack bang in the middle, she mentions that you can kind of talk that way to your guests behind you. You are able to talk to the guests next to you, in front of you. Mm. And yeah, I think that works really well. I don't know if there's another solution as far as, I mean, you could sit right up the end of your table. Yeah, you and I've seen couples do that as well. They literally sit, say there'd be like three or four long tables or five long tables and they just sit at the very end yeah. of one of the tables. So, you know, you can do that. I know one thing that I'm not a fan of mm. is, and again, personal preference, yeah. don't shoot me. no judgment. Is There's been a sh- not a lot but a few weddings that the couple have just sat by themselves in their, on their own individual table. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I love you, Luce, but yeah, I don't want to just sit with you at our wedding either. <laughs> no, we've got a heaps of guests to talk to. Yeah, yeah, and you just you're a little bit separated from from everyone. And yeah, as we talk about all the time, weddings go so quickly. You want to maximise time chatting with your yes, not yeah. your stupid partner <laughs> that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Hopefully, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So, yeah, I mean that's the only one I'm I'm like not a not a fan. Of. I mean, purely based on a photography point of view. Yeah. Sometimes if the couple's smack bang in the middle of everyone, it's pretty difficult to shoot. Mm. Like it can be. Mm. Like if you've got the bridal table up the front, it's like makes it life very easy. Yeah. But that's just purely as a photographer being selfish. Yeah. No, yeah. no it makes sense. I, c- I can understand. I don't want to sit solo with you at just our table. At, or, at or, anywhere. or anywhere. Or <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on, I hope you took something from that. Just, just some pointers to think about. But yeah, let's get into today's chat with Chloe. So can you give us a snapshot how you and Ben met? So we actually met living in London. I was 19. I was doing a gap year with my friend Britt at the time. And then Ben was traveling with his friend Brad. They sort of did six months in Europe and then they were planning on moving to London for six months. So Britt's friend Tay was dating Brad at the time who Ben was traveling with and she sort of asked if these two guys from Wollongong could um, stay with us for two nights when that while they were setting themselves up in London. And then basically two nights turned into six months of them living at our place. <laughs> <laughs> so, which, like, in a way we were pretty happy with because it helped with the rent, which was pretty astronomical living in London when you were 19. And so, yeah, so it was just crazy. Like, we were both from Wollongong, but our paths had just never crossed. So, it sort of took moving to London to actually meet. Wow. Wollongong's not that big either, is it? No, no. it's really not. And actually, it turns out we worked at the same McDonald's. But Stop. He sort of, <laughs> yeah. So, he's four years older than me. So, I worked with his younger brothers and he worked with my older brothers. But we had, like, I didn't know who he was at all. So, it's pretty weird that we had never crossed paths. Weird. The world just yeah. gets smaller and smaller by the day doesn't it literally yeah it's, it's crazy. funny <laughs> so when it came to planning your guys wedding what yeah. were the most important elements to you both yeah I think it was definitely we really wanted to have sort of amazing food and drinks 
We wanted to have a really epic dance floor and we just wanted to feel like a really big party, but we sort of definitely wanted to, it to be the right balance between it being super fun and being a really big party, but also sort of having the really important special parts like the ceremony and the vows and sort of having like a bit of calm and like everyone being really engaged for that and sort of like feeling the love and like you know everything on the day so it was like really important for us to sort of just capture that balance between it being a big celebration and you know a big party which we love to throw and but then also sort of being like a proper celebration of us two in our relationship so yeah yeah i feel like you you nailed the brief because the dance floor was <laughs> was pumping i remember that yeah it certainly was my cousins really really went off because <laughs> it was a little it was a little um stuff happening so <laughs> love it yeah love it and yeah. so you hosted your wedding at the versatile south coast venue of warrowing so yeah. for for the listeners what areas of the property did you utilize and why because it is quite a big property it's huge yeah yeah it's really big which i mean that was definitely a big draw card i think for us we because we did end up having quite a big wedding in the end i think it was about 125 people so it was perfect for us and we loved because it's sort of up the top it's got that the homestead garden which is where we had our ceremony which feels completely different to the rest of the venue like it's got it kind of got like a bit of a european feel it's like beautiful gardens flowers everywhere like a tree-lined path to walk down and then it's completely different to the rest of the venue which is so sort of australiana a bit rustic kangaroos everywhere so yeah we used the homestead garden for our ceremony which was great because I think it sort of gave a bit more of an intimate feeling and meant that all of our guests could really engage with the ceremony. And then we moved everyone down onto the uh, to the Hereford to the reception area, which was out open onto the cocktail area. And we had Henry Clive set up in the corner with the cocktails flowing, and you know we could do lawn games out the front. And yeah, it just had a really nice feel, like sort of that indoor outdoor feel. You could have all the doors open for that reception venue and. We had a grazing table out there. So, yeah, it was good. I think it's an amazing venue in that you can utilise so many different areas of it. Like I think we definitely looked into sort of so many places to have our ceremony and we were lucky that we had so much choice. Yeah. So that was great. What time of the year did you guys get married? Uh, December. Oh, beautiful. So it would have yeah, been really warm. December. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I think it was sort of like 24 degrees on the day, so it was perfect. Ideal. I mean, Ben. Yeah, Ben runs hot, so I think he was pretty, <laughs> pretty happy that it wasn't too hot. On that yeah. as well, the you also got ready on site, so it's just another thing mm. that yeah. you guys can do because so, they've got yeah. a bunch of accommodation setups mm. there. But, yeah, the groomsmen yeah. can be in one house, had, you're in the other one. Yeah, we had, like, I think 45 people stay on site, which was great. That's I think so for us also it sort of took the pressure off a little bit on the day because we had, like, friends just popping over and like they were seeing us girls in the morning and like it just meant that I was kind of like seeing a few people before the actual ceremony it it felt like it really took the pressure off and you weren't having to factor in you know the travel time to the ceremony it was all just in that one spot yeah Um, and everyone said that's like probably one of the things they loved the most it just felt like everyone was sort of in that one area for sort of 48 hours for us and it felt like that really intimate feeling so yeah yeah we loved that about the venue you can really relax too when everything's on site which is such a bonus I think it's such a it's an imperative part of the day too to be calm and relaxed as possible yeah definitely (laughs) so you guys had an extended canapé hour which obviously everyone who listens to this podcast knows Eddie and I are the biggest fans of (laughs) Can you or would you recommend doing this to other couples in the midst of planning? 
Yeah, definitely. It's funny you say that because I think I actually listened to the episode on your <laughs> wedding, um, just pre my wedding. I think it was a month or two before I listened for, um, before our wedding. And mm. I was like, that's exactly what we want ours to feel like. Uh, so yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. I think it just for us, like we wanted to have as much time to be able to interact with our guests as possible. And it meant that we could sort of go down, have an hour with everyone before we had to go off for photos, which I just think it's such a nice time to be able to interact and properly get around to all of your guests I think once you're in that formalities of like sitting down and everything you're kind of locked into the people that you're sitting with so we just thought it was the best way to do it and actually like Ben and I have both said it's probably like one of our highlights was that extended cocktail time so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and especially the way that it's set up at Warring, it literally like it's this beautiful lawn yeah there's like games out there they set up the the, the drink station yeah, it's very kangaroos open in the background and, it's yeah, like it's the, sun, yeah, the sun setting just there too it's just yeah. picturesque yeah yeah it really is it's yeah. beautiful yeah and you guys had a sit down dinner with three long tables did you consider yeah. any other setup I think we were always definitely going to do the long tables. We sort of, like my family love big long lunches. My mum's an amazing cook. We always sort of have big Saturday lunches at her place. So in a way we were kind of like emulating that sort of vibe. And we all never really loved the idea of having a bridal table. We always wanted to be sort of sitting with all of our guests. Again, just so we could sort of be experiencing it all with them and, you know, chatting to everyone as much as possible and engaging with everyone. So I think... For us, it was always going to be that long table feel. And we did the sharing platters as well for all the food, which I think just works so well on the long tables. And I don't know, I also just love the way it looks in the photos too, mm. you know, those big, big long tables with flowers down and candles everywhere. Yeah. I think it's great. Just out of curiosity, did you, where did you and Ben sit in amongst those three tables? So we sat on the middle table in basically the middle of yeah. the middle table yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 which was great too because it meant that we could talk to people behind us on the table behind but then also sort of people like across from us as well so yeah, yeah it was great and the yeah. way that warring set up that the room is shaped in a bit of a rectangle so it's on kind of yeah. compliments to have three long tables definitely yeah setup. totally i don't think i've seen warrowing set up like that either which is why i asked because i think every time i've ever worked at warrowing it's been a more of a the tables have been short really so like it's been a short sort of oh, stacked yeah. and then the bridal table has been up the front okay so yeah that's why i was just curious to know as to where you guys chose to sit yourself in amongst that kind of setup which sounds like it worked perfectly yeah, it did. I think it worked really well. And even I think with the number of people that we had to, we were probably, I think, I think they have um, capacity for 140, they say. But I think the way, like for the amount of people we had, the way in which it, we put them would have like worked the best for that amount of people. Mm. Like I think it's, yeah, to fit everyone in, <laughs> it yeah, kind of can, worked the best. Yeah. It's funny when you like sort of pack it all in and you're like, how it? fuck could they fit another like 20 30 people in here it's like what i know i don't know because it felt like we were i felt like we were at the max but no it worked well yeah Yeah. beautiful it it worked that you had all the guests sitting inside but then they have another section that's undercover but you can have that as the dance floor and you being in summer you don't have to worry about people getting too cold yeah Um, yeah so that was that was a nice little setup too yeah all little things that you got to think about right so in terms of Going back, would you have done anything differently? 
I don't think so. I spoke to Ben about this last night and I think because we were really clear on the things that we that we wanted to sort of spend our money on and the things that were really important to us, because they all seemed to be ticked and like it, they all just went so smoothly, we were kind of like, there's nothing that you would want to change. I think it actually exceeded our expectations. Like I think it was a much calmer day than I thought it was going to be and like I think the cliche is you would just want to go back and be able to slow it all down and mm. be a bit more present for every moment and because I think you've got so much adrenaline through the day like you forget little moments but I think that's why having a videographer is amazing <laughs> because it's getting those little like snapshots of speeches that you've forgotten about and yeah I think that was amazing for us to be able to go back and do that but in terms of like overall anything we would have changed I don't think so I think we were really really stoked with how it all went amazing yeah. that's such good yeah. news and and you could tell as well this the chemistry that you and Ben have it was just it was such a good energy on the day so I just I mean that's one of the reasons why I wanted you have it on the podcast like everything ran oh, so smoothly nice. but the the chemistry that you two have you could just tell that there was just love in the air all day it was epic oh Look, that's really nice <laughs> that is a really nice thing to say Ed I mean, I think that's the crux of that though is like, you know, even if things don't run exactly or perfectly to plan, it just comes back to you guys as a couple and, you know, you guys you guys bring the energy, you guys set the tone and it doesn't have to be, you know, picture perfect at the end of the yeah. day for that day to be everything you want it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's exactly right. Yeah. I think like if you've got your, your main things that you – no, you know, you want to tick off, like we were saying, with the food and the drinks and an amazing dance floor and good entertainment and stuff. As long as those things I think you sort of have nailed before, then it's all just going to flow from there. Absolutely. And there's no denying that weddings can be very expensive. So did you <laughs> yeah. guys manage to cut costs in, in, er- in any areas? Yeah, no, we definitely did. I think Warrowing was quite a DIY venue in that you bring in all of your food and alcohol and all of your styling bits. They sort of provided the tables and the chairs and the crockery and cutlery, but all of your additional styling you had to do. So that's sort of where we tried to do a lot of DIY. So um, we did all of our, like made all of our napkins, did all the table runners ourselves. And then we did like a lot of shopping around for the styling bit. So just like all the candlestick holders and candles, we just got them all from Ikea, which saved a lot of money, but it ended up just really coming together. Amazing. So, yeah, I was really lucky. My my mum retired at the end of 2021, I think. So she basically just became our personal <laughs> Wedding supplier. <laughs> personal shopper. Her, yeah. Her little <laughs> Etsy. She loved it. Yeah. I think she went to like every spotlight between Wollongong and Sydney looking at fabrics. Oh, but <laughs> what a legend. What a... She was, yeah. We were very lucky to have her. So she probably really that... enjoyed that though, right? Oh, she loved it. I think she was a bit of a, at a bit of a loss when the wedding was over. She was like, what do I, what do, I do now? That's yeah. so funny. Our parents are um, actually pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. but that's sort of yeah. where we tried to save money. And my brother designed our signage for us, which was great, and like the menus. And then I think the other way in which you do it is sort of just do a lot of research into your, vent, into your vendors is what we did. Mm. Um, I managed to save a bit of money with our florist because I found this new – girl Harriet who was just starting out her business Darcy Fleur and her costs were like a little bit lower than everyone else and yeah it felt really nice to be able to support a new business so Mm. yeah that's kind of the ways in which we saved money where we could but yeah I mean in saying that too I feel like with people sort of coming onto the scene I mean every supplier is going to try really hard with every wedding but you know with someone that's kind of new on the scene they're going to go above and beyond 
with their yeah, weddings, exactly. you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, which so is great. I think, yeah, that was a really nice way just to be able to support someone. She was like a local girl from Barry. One of my bridesmaids had gone to school with her. So it was just really That's nice. special, yeah. Did you and Ben mostly agree on things in the lead up and the planning to your guys' wedding? And if you didn't, how did you go about resolution? We pretty much did. I think for us, it was sort of, in the beginning, I think Ben, which is probably pretty normal, didn't, didn't have any idea how much wedding costs. <laughs> it's usually so, better that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it was like in the beginning, it was more sort of like showing all of the different quotes like from different vendors and being like, well, this is just kind of what things cost. So I think once he had his head around all of that and like we'd set a budget, we kind of agreed on everything. Like I was pretty, pretty lucky that in that Ben really wanted to be involved in every element of the planning and he sort of like took control of certain parts. And so I think we just worked really well as a team. So, yeah, so I think it was just that initial like getting over the cost and then agreeing mm. like what we wanted to be able to, to spend things on and what we thought were the important parts of the wedding. But then from there we, we worked pretty well together as a team. So it kind of was pretty easy. <laughs> and, and from memory, you, are you both accountants? Yeah, both accounted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so who was working the spreadsheets? <laughs> that was actually me. I feel nice. like Ben's more of the spreadsheet genius, to be honest. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so you've, there's always going to be one person running those spreadsheets, definitely. Yeah. So at yeah. least you both would have been good at that. No, definitely. I think though towards the end, which is funny considering we are accountants, we were like, let's just stop putting in all these extra things. Like we don't really need to know what the final, final budget is. We've got a roundabout, <laughs> that's a roundabout a, figure, but yes. I think that's enough for us. I think that's kind of a nice piece of advice though. Don't chuck yeah. in like things like, you know, bits and bobs that are, you know, 20 bucks here or 30 bucks there. It's like, that's just going to do your head in and it's going to make yeah, you upset in the end. So put the crux, yeah, totally. of, the crux of what you have to put in, in and then that's that's your overall and you budget. Just pretend, and you just pretend. Pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That makes no <laughs> sense. Anyway. It's such a Lucy thing to say. Eddie's like, just Lucy, it. It that never, still accounts to the budget. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, I think it's definitely the smart uh, way to do it otherwise it does become a bit overwhelming. Absolutely. (laughs) And if you could name one thing, I know it's hard, but what would you say is the highlight of the day? Yeah, it's very, very tough. Again, I spoke, Ben and I spoke about this last night and it was actually, it was the cocktail hour. I just think it was that moment like post ceremony when you're on such a high after sort of that being done and you just had a cocktail in the hands. Like Adam, our DJ was playing amazing tunes and it was just, that was like a moment when we kind of just looked back, reflected, and we were like, this is incredible. So, yeah, yeah, it was probably that for us, yeah. I think, the, yeah. the cocktail hour. Beautiful. And there was this moment after or so after we'd had the main meal and Ben and I went out onto the lawn just while everyone was still sort of finishing and people started to trickle out post-dinner and it was just like I loved that relaxed feeling after dinner mm. of like not having so many speeches and it being a bit more informal and like just sort of going back in when you needed to like that's what what we loved about it it just felt so relaxed and yeah it was just felt very much like us that's beautiful it sounds like you you sounds like you were really like both of you were really present on your day too which I think is such a such an important thing because as you mentioned earlier it goes so quickly so you kind of end up wanting to go back and going oh can I just slow it all down but it yeah. sounds like you guys were soaking in every second, which I think is just like 
the most important thing. Yeah, no, I think that was like what I, going into it, what I really wanted to try and sort of do. I think like I actually listened to quite a few episodes of your podcast and that was, I felt like the running theme from a lot of brides was just like try and be as present as possible um, and just sort of take it all in and soak it all in. So Yeah. yeah, I definitely sort of took that into it and yeah, it was amazing. Amazing, Chloe. And now that it's, you know, all done and dusted, do you, what's your biggest tip for, for you to couples? I think as I've kind of mentioned, like just trying not to stress about all the little small things and like, you know, just get those things, those four things that are really important to you as a couple and really important to you as a day to enable, focus in on those and then the rest will kind of just fly by. So, yeah, and I think also the other thing we really tried to do was be really present in all of the things in the lead up to it and all of the exciting little bits of like, just dinners or like we had an afternoon to make the napkins and I think all of like really enjoying and experiencing all of those things in the lead up made such a difference because the day does go so quickly so I think it's just so important to acknowledge everything in the lead up as well. I love that that's amazing I'm so glad you (laughs) said that because I think you know a lot of people probably spend a lot of time wishing that part away and just wanting the day to arrive and you know while the planning does become overwhelming at certain stages it is like all part of it so yeah yeah I think that's a really nice piece of advice thanks for jumping on and it was so nice to relive your day you guys had such an epic wedding and uh, we appreciate you jumping on and sharing your experience with the listeners of course thanks so much for having me